Well, hello, hello, hello there. Welcome to the Igniting Financial Freedom Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to answer the question, should you sell investments to pay off debt? I'm going to give you a few things to consider before you make this decision. And then we're going to cover all the ways to help you ignite financial freedom. So stick around. Welcome to the Igniting Financial Freedom Podcast, where I give you perspective as if I'm in your shoes so that you can remove the worry of money and create the life you want for you and your family. I'm your host, Clark Bradley. I've helped countless others reach their goals. Are you ready to join me as you pursue financial freedom? All right, welcome to episode 28 of the Igniting Financial Freedom Podcast. We're getting there, up to almost up to 30, 28. Wowzer. So I heard a statistic the other day that like 90% of podcasters don't make it past 20 episodes or something like that, which is pretty cool. So I guess I'm in the I'm in the uh, select group who have made it past, made it past the, the threshold. Who knows what that means, but we shall see. So regarding the selling investments to pay off debt, I have a little story for you. So some time ago, probably Five years ago, I sold to pay off debt, and I had a Roth IRA, and one of the advantages of a Roth IRA is that if you so choose, you can pull out your contributions with no penalty, with no tax implications. It's basically just like pulling cash out of a savings account in so many ways. You still have to sell out of the position that it's in, right? If it's invested in a fund or something, you still have to sell out of that. But by and large, it's like just making a withdrawal. And so, I mean, you you were going to want to consult your tax advisor, right? I'm not an accountant, but either way, I had an idea. I had a very good idea of what I contributed because I could see it over the several years prior to that amount. And I think it was only like $2,000 or something that I wanted to pull. And so, so I did it and I pulled the money out. And again, it was just my contributions. You don't touch the earnings. There's a difference. Okay. So if you have a a Roth IRA that you've had for the last four years and you've put $500 in year after year after year after year, so you've contributed $2,000 and now the balance is $3,000, you can access the original two with no penalty. I would not advise this looking back on it now. It was not a decision I probably should have made. But at the time, we were looking to pay off some debt. And I think I also used some of it for an investment in in a business that we were pursuing. So you've looked at other episodes that I've talked about. Not all debt is created equal. Not everybody believes that. You ask some gurus out there and they think all debt is evil, which I don't agree with. But to each their own. So anyway, I pulled this money out of this Roth IRA, used it for some debt payoff and some investment in one particular business that we had started, which unfortunately we're no longer doing. But you know what? You got to take a swing at some of the balls that fly by, don't you? Anyways, um, well, the, the, the troubling thing is that the debt we had paid off, it didn't. It didn't really have an impact. It didn't have that lasting impact and that lasting change because our behavior didn't change. We didn't make the changes to the thoughts 
and therefore the actions and the behaviors that come from it because we're still thinking the same things and, and, and pursuing the same false reality that we were trying to create thinking we could overspend and yet still somehow pay off debt thinking we could overspend and yet somehow still save money and build businesses and start this coaching company or, or, or other investment opportunities that we've been pursuing. So it wasn't until we changed our thoughts and it wasn't until then we therefore changed our actions and behaviors that we actually started to see some changes in our results. Imagine that, right? So that is what leads me to this question is, should you sell investments to pay off debt? And with a lot of things in personal finance and and money and all of that, it depends. So if you're going to, for example, do a debt consolidation or a 0% offer on a credit card, but you're going to continue to overspend and you're going to continue to rack up a bunch of debt or go out to eat when you know you shouldn't be or buy junk that you know you shouldn't be or spend too much money at the grocery store or send kids to a school that you know you can't afford or lease a car that you know you can't afford or buy a bunch of clothing that you know you can't afford, then why are you bothering with the debt consolidation or the 0% offer on the credit card? Because if you're not changing the behavior, and even before that, you're not changing the thoughts of overspending and the thoughts of materialistic tendencies. And believe me, I'm right there with you. Guilty as charged. If you're not changing those thoughts, if I wasn't willing to change the thoughts and the actions and the behaviors and therefore the results, I was right back where I started. We've done the debt consolidations and we've done the 0% offers and they weren't effective until we got serious about what we were wanting to do. Thinking, okay, I want debt payoff more than I want to go out to eat. I want to pay off debt more than I want to buy that, whatever. I want to save money so that I can have a promising and fruitful future with my family and for my family, as opposed to being short-sighted and going out to eat now and buying things I don't need now. It wasn't until I started speaking those types of thoughts to myself and speaking that way in my own head that then my actions began to change. You can get gastric bypass surgery or liposuction and remove weight or have your stomach shrunk or have a rubber band on your stomach. But if you continue to eat like garbage and to continue to eat unhealthily and not exercise, you're not changing the behavior. You're not changing the thoughts or the actions. So you're going to continue to be overweight. I choose to eat what I eat and therefore I weigh what I weigh and I'm okay with that could probably lose some weight, but I am aware and comfortable and accepting of my physique. I'm not kidding myself or lying to myself as to why I am what I am. <laughs> I choose to eat pizza. Therefore, I look the way I do. Okay? Thoughts, behaviors, results. Right? So if we're wanting to have a different result and a different action, It's got to start here. You can't eat cheeseburgers and pizza and expect to lose weight. You can't overspend and mismanage your expenses and spend more than you make and expect to save money or get out of debt or build wealth. It doesn't work. So short answer to your question, to the question of the day, should you sell investments to pay off debt? Well, it depends on how you're going to handle it. Are you going to change your behaviors? You're going to change your thoughts and then 
your actions, or are you just going to continue to do the same junk that got you to where you are, then don't bother. But if you're willing and ready to change those behaviors and change those actions and change those thoughts, and then therefore change the results that you're wanting, here's some things you should consider. Consider selling your investment accounts if, number one, they are not part of any tax-qualified buckets. They're not 401k money. They're not traditional IRA money. It's not earnings on a Roth IRA, right? I gave the example of 2000 that you've put in. The $1,000 that you've gained, don't touch that 1000 There has to be a way that you can get access to that money with no penalty, with no taxes, with no tax implications by accessing it, Okay. Number two consideration for selling investments in order to pay off debt. The interest rate on the debt has to be higher than the average return of the investments that you're selling. Okay, what am I just what did I just say there? Translating that to mean if I've got a bucket of money that is invested and it's paying, it's averaging eight percent over the last three, four years, probably higher based on how the market's been performing. But let's just say eight percent. And you've got another credit card. So let's use the $2,000 example again. You've got a brokerage account, right? Which is just an after-tax investment account. See, there's going to be tax implications on that too, because you probably have gains on that and you're going to pay tax on those gains when you sell. So let's say you have $2,000 in a Roth IRA for contributions that you've put in. Okay. You also have $2,000 sitting on a city credit card. 2000 in the Roth making 8% a year, 2000 on the city credit card costing you 20% a year. Part of me says don't sell the investment accounts. Other parts of me say why why save 8%, save at 8% when you're when you're paying 20. So for a temporary fix, for a temporary um way to take that debt and pay that off with the mentality that we have to change behavior. I say, take that 8% asset performing at 8% and pay off the 20% debt. that doesn't mean that you're never going to contribute to your Roth IRA again in the future, but it just means right now the 2000 at 20%, which is probably a couple hundred dollar monthly payment right now. I'm guessing somewhere in there, right? 150, 200 bucks monthly payment. Now you have $150 extra that you are immediately going to go turn around and back and put it back into that Roth IRA, $150 a month. So that two grand, hopefully sooner than later, over a year and a half is replenished. And now you're paying yourself first with the 150 bucks and you've freed up a 20% interest rate on that card. Okay. You also, another thing to consider, you shouldn't sell if you're paying off debt less than 8%. Because the arbitrage, if you will, or the comparison of the performing asset, in this case, let's say an index mutual fund versus a student loan at 6% or a car loan at 4% or a mortgage at 3.5%, you wouldn't take something that's performing higher in order to pay off debt. Now, everybody's situation is different. If you have some cash sitting on the sideline, I would take a chunk of that and pay off your debt. I would leave 2% of your annual income alone in cash. So that is, you make $60,000 a year. That's a $1,200 chunk of money sitting in cash. Everything above and beyond that would go towards paying off any of your bad debt. 
student loans, credit cards, car loans, basically anything not attached to an asset. So car loans, I guess you could consider that not bad debt. Student loans, I would still pay off. Credit cards, I would pay off. Petty loans, medical debt, anything like that. Home equity loan, pay it off. But not that's probably near the lower part of the list because it's a lower interest rate. Then from there, you're basically just asking yourself, for any, if there's any chunk of money that you would consider, again, investments to pay off debt, can I access this money with no penalty? And if yes, then where will it do the most damage? You're not taking it and putting it towards your mortgage. One, because that's not going to affect or impact or help your monthly payment. Your monthly mortgage payment isn't going to change by chunking a bunch of money towards it. I mean, eventually it will when you pay it off. But you're going to want to put it towards something that makes the most impact. So if you have something that's a $2,000 balance, like I mentioned, and it's going to free up $150 or $200 a month, that's going to move the needle for your cash flow. That's going to be helpful, right? So the other thing that I tried, another lesson learned, was that at one point I took out a loan against my 401k. And I think I might talk about this in episode 29, about 401k loans. So I took out, a, I think it was 12000 withdrawn for my 401k. And this was around the same time as doing this Roth IRA withdrawal because I needed more cash, one for a business investment that we were looking at, franchise that we had bought into, and then also a $12,000 withdrawal for some other debt that I think we were cleaning up. And again, the same thing is that whether it's a 401k loan or whether it's a withdrawal from a brokerage account or an investment account, it didn't have the impact that I had hoped because we were in the same boat a year later or a year and a half later. This was like probably five years ago, a year later, because the debt was racked back up because we didn't change the behavior. We were right there. We, we were right back where we started because the overspending didn't change the thought of, Oh, we can just earn our way out of debt by increasing our income and starting another business and, and continuing to grow our income but we're still just spending and the spending was continuing to grow in lockstep with our increased income. We weren't tightening the belt. We were just letting it grow as we got bigger, if you will, as the income went up. So uh, yeah, it wasn't again, really until we changed our thoughts until we changed the behaviors with those thoughts that the actions and then finally the results kicked in and we were able to clean up that bad debt. Okay. So, uh, bottom line, should you invest, should you sell investments to pay off debt? Well, it depends if it's less than 8%, if the debt is less than 8% and you're invested in the market, probably not. Okay. Because it's going to be working harder for you sitting right where it is. If you have a chunk of cash sitting there, yes, probably because it could be working harder for you paid off on a high interest rate credit card. And it, again, it depends all on how the behavior is going to change and how the behavior is going to be impacted on your tendencies and on your actions associated with that spending and with your money habits. Okay. So that is all I have for you today. I think it's probably a little bit shorter episode for you this time around, but nonetheless, still some goodies sprinkled in there. So if you're trying to wrap your head around this and seeing what kind of options you have with different buckets of money that you might be considering to pull from to pay off debt or to maybe build your emergency fund or to whatever, maybe invest in a side hustle or a business, schedule a free 30-minute strategy session with me. Go to ignitingfinancialfreedom.com slash coaching. 
Let me put my little caption on here. Whoosh. So for those of you watching live, you just saw my caption come on here. Very slick. Ignitingfinancialfreedom.com slash coaching. Claim your complimentary 30-minute strategy session. Whoosh. There it is. So that is all I have for you today. I do have a, actually, I do have a, a quick win. It is my five steps to get your financial stuff together. It's a free download, no email required. Go to ignitingfinancialfreedom.com slash stuff. Again, your five steps to get your financial stuff together. Ignitingfinancialfreedom.com slash stuff. All right, stay tuned. I will have additional episodes where we take on your biggest questions related to money. And that is all for me today, people. I will catch you next time. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Igniting Financial Freedom Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to see future episodes. Go ahead, give it a rating and review so I can help more people ignite their financial freedom. And I wish you good fortune. I'll see you next time.